for the next couple of weeks, um, I want to look into uh, a sermon series uh, titled as The Kingdom. Um, I want to mention the kingdom. I want to talk about the kingdom of God, the kingdom. What do we mean by the kingdom? Some of the time, whenever the, the very first word, when I mention the kingdom, we, we come across some imageries that is present in our understanding, in our, in our concepts. We understand the concept of a tower. We understand the concept about a 40, fortified uh, 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 boundary. We understand the concept of a flag. We understand the concept of a trumpet. We understand the concept of uh, an army. We understand the concept of a king. So when we talk about the kingdom, we need to understand that Bible is about a kingdom and a king. Are you with me? Bible is about a kingdom and a king. In the very beginning, when God created all his creation and he placed his creation on this planet earth, he was creating his kingdom. He was, it was part of his kingdom. In other words, what I want to share is when God was dealing with humankind in planet earth, he was, he was, he was evangelizing his world, his kingdom over to a new kingdom that he has placed over the earth. What I mean by that is, I, I believe a couple of weeks ago, in one of my sermons, I mentioned about this aspect. And I also told you that I'll be starting a new, new series and I'll be, be doing some readings and, and learning from some authors, learning from some pioneers uh, and, and understanding the very concept of God, initiator of the kingdom. What we have to understand is, if we don't recognize ourselves part in the kingdom, that's when we come across a lot more arguments. We come across a lot more, you know, tensions within ourselves because we don't identify ourselves in the kingdom. Are you with me? If we don't identify ourselves as part of the kingdom, some of the understanding that we may have is kingdom is only with Malayali people or kingdom is only with Indian people. No, the kingdom is of God is, is, is very clearly uh, mentioned or portrayed in Revelation. It is, it is all tribes. It is all nations. It is all languages. It's all color. It's, it's the black, the white, the Hispanic, the Mexican, the Indian, Asian, you name it, whatever... Um, uh, uh, you know, whatever person walks on the surface of the earth, everybody is and will be part of the heavenly kingdom. Are you with me, church? You wear sari, you wear a dress, you wear whatever you want to wear, but everybody, we are part of heavenly kingdom. And when God was initiating the process of his kingdom on earth, he set everything right. He proclaimed, he made everything right. And after that, his idea or his goal was to colonize our planet. What do I mean by colonizing the planet? Today I want to talk about, you know, in the kingdom series, I want to, the first message of my, my series will be the invasion, the invasion of the kingdom. What do we understand when God is colonizing a planet? One of the most powerful empires that ruled um, in our world was one was the British. The British empire pretty much ruled every visible aspect of the island territories in most part of the world the, the British empire ruled it and what uh, the empire before them one of the empires before them the Roman empire was another powerful empire that ruled uh, uh, pretty much all the places they went 
to every place and they conquered it. One of the aspects, one of the things that we have to understand from, from the Roman Empire and the, the British Empire is that whenever the Roman Empire went and conquered a land, you know what they did? They colonized that place as their own. In the Old Testament, we have to understand in the Old Testament, whenever a king conquered, whenever a kingdom conquered another kingdom, you know what they did? They went, they conquered, and they brought all the people from that particular kingdom into their kingdom. Are you understanding? When the Babylonians went and conquered Israel, they brought all the Israelites into Babylon and made them slaves to be working in Babylon. Are you with me? Are you with me? So that was the concept about kingdoms conquering other kingdoms in the Old Testament. But when it came to the New Testament, when we look into the aspect, when the Roman government came into place, they went and conquered every visible aspect of piece of land that they could possess. And when they did that, you know what they did? They initiated the process where the kingdom, the, the, the Roman Empire went and conquered. But now, instead of bringing the people back to the Rome, back to Rome, they, they, they sent their, one of their ambassador or their governor or the, 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 the Caesar, their lord, into that area so that he can now be a representative of Rome in or wherever he is conquered. Are you with me, church? Try to understand. There's, there's, I want to bring this concept in, in front of you so that we understand the, the, the kingdom principle that God wants to initiate within our church. So now Caesar is the ruler of this one particular piece of land. Jerusalem or Israel, wherever they have conquered Caesar. The word Caesar means Lord. So now this Lord Caesar comes and he is, he's taken over Jerusalem. He's taken over all the piece of land that has conquered by Rome. Try to understand, Rome is not bringing people from this piece of land into Rome, but Rome is sending. If you look into Rome, the map of Rome, Rome is a very small piece of land. If, you, if we right now look into Google Maps and go to look into UK, it's a small tiny island. But look at the impact that this small piece of land had all over the earth. You know why? Because they did not bother to bring all these people into their small island. But what they did was to send out their representatives into every piece of land that they have conquered. You know, India had millions of people when 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 the britishers came to occupy india they colonized india they, they they took out all the wealth of india and even now i believe the indian parliament the indian uh, 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 you know constitution or indian members of the legislation they 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 are making arguments that we want our money back all that Britishers have taken from us. We want our money back. You know, there have been arguments going forth, to and forth with British Empire right now. Because they believe they have looted a lot of our value. They have taken our most possessed, the, the, the diamond, Kohinoor diamond. They want everything back right now. So they, are, they have arguments going on with that so-called kingdom that once colonized India. When Britain colonized India, they introduced the tea system. Y'all, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, you know, at four or five o'clock, my wife knows, and now my mom is with me. They know that around five o'clock or 5.30, I need my ca caffeine shot. I need my tea. 
this did not come directly by my parents. It was part of the culture that around five, six in the evening when everybody who comes back from work, we all sit down together. We sit down and we have some chai, we have some biscuits, we have some, uh, you know, cookies and we, we spend time together. It was introduced by the British system. And then it was part of the colonization. They taught us and we are practicing. Come on, somebody. We wearing the suit, we wearing the pendant shirt. It was taught by the British Empire. They colonized our planet. They colonized our land and they made our land, our country look exactly like Britain. Funny story. In, in one part of India, I'm not going to name, in one part of India, one of the, uh, the, the centurions or the commanders of British army went to conquer. He said, he went back and he complained it to his authorities that, you know what? Never mind about this group of people. They will never change. We will never go into their army. I'm not going to name the group of people. The British Empire said this group of people is never going to change. So we are not going there. We can colonize them because they have a mentality that they'll never change. Are you with me church? Let's go into the scriptures. Psalm 103 verse 19. Psalm 103 verse 19. I took 10 minutes to explain the colonization aspect. God, heaven wants to colonize our planet. It's the kingdom of God that has to be colonized on planet. Psalm 103 verse 19. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. And his kingdom rules over all. What a beautiful scripture. You know who is writing this? David, an earthly king. He understands the boundaries of a kingdom. He understands his domain. He understands till where his authority is. And when he is penning down this song right here, he is, he is explaining the truth to every individual. And as he is mentioning that, he is letting everybody know, you know what? God has his throne established in in heaven, but at the same time, he is not just having a limited boundary. He rules all over the earth. Come on, somebody. And that's the beauty of the kingdom that we serve because it is not limited to one geographic area. It is not bounded by the limitations of human understanding. But Bible says, and David helps us to understand, my God has his throne set up in heaven and he rules all over the earth. And that's why I say we need people from all walks of life in our church. Everybody who looks different than who I am must be present in this church. This is a kingdom principle. This is a kingdom ideology. This is not a new doctrine. This is not a new concept. This is the idea of Bible that everybody who speaks differently will come and worship my God in truth and in spirit and lift up the name that is above every other name and praise His holy name because that is a kingdom concept. That's a kingdom concept. The moment we say that that person is low in my image, I am putting down the image of God down. Are you with me? It is a kingdom principle. The moment I say that person, that X, Y, Z, he is no worthy to sit in my pews. 
I'm putting the image of God down. This is a kingdom concept. God, in the beginning, he created Adam and Eve in his own image, in his own likeness, and in his own image, so that they will have dominion over the earth that God had created. So the kingdom that God wanted to colonize this planet earth. That God wanted to inhabit this planet earth. That God wanted to create in the image of what heaven is. God was initiating a process with Adam and Eve. But with sin, the devil took over. The Satan, the, the, the deceiver took over it. That's when God promised another deliverer who will come to rescue to take back what rightfully belonged to us. Are you with me? What rightfully, I mean, it is my right to have dominion over this planet. Are you with me? Christian friends, my brothers and sisters, you have to understand the authority you carry within yourself. The authority is not a gift from somebody, somebody, some of your parents. It's a gift from God Almighty. He wanted us to have dominion over the earth. Oh, come on, somebody. When Elijah prayed, when Elijah prayed, it is not just because a gift he inherited from his parents that the mount, the, 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 there was rain. It is the dominion that he had. He had the authority over everything moving over the earth. He had authority over every physical aspect. He had authority over the weather systems. You and me, when we pray, things will happen. Why did Joshua pray and said that let sun stand still? Is what he said? Let's son, stop the right there. It stopped. Are you with me? He understood his authority. He used his authority. He had dominion back. Come on, somebody. Invasion of the kingdom is what I'm talking about. You got to know your authority in Christ. Oh, Jesus. When you walk into a hospital, as nurses working here, you are walking in the dominion of God Almighty. You're walking in the authority of God Almighty. When you step into that place. My medicines may work wonders. But I am going into that place. With the authority bestowed on me. And it is not a gift from my forefathers. It is the presence of God that has been gifted to me. It is the authority of God that is coming with me. Entire heavens backs you up when you walk into a place that has no idea of God what God is. You're going in authority. Take control of what is rightfully yours. Take control. Let me repeat. Take control of what rightfully is yours. Richardson belongs to Jesus. Oh, I repeat. Richardson belongs to Jesus take control over it it's about the invasion of the kingdom Matthew chapter 6 verse 9 to 10 Matthew chapter 6 verse 9 to 10 talks about Jesus teaching his disciples how to how to pray he said pray then like this our father in heaven, so we know from Psalms that our Father, God Almighty has his throne in, in heaven. So Matthew, when he's writing down the scriptures, um, in the words of Jesus. So Jesus, when he is teaching his disciples, he mentioned, pray then like this, our Father in heaven. Right? Hallowed be 
your name. Let your name be everywhere. Let your name be glorified. Let your name be exalted above every other name. Let your name be lifted higher than every circumstance that I face. Let your name be lifted high than every sickness that I may go through. Let your name be lifted high than every bondages that might come. Let your name be hallowed up, up above that everything that is pulling me away. Let your name be lifted high. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is heaven, in heaven. When Jesus is explaining this truth, he could have made a normal prayer. He's, he's teaching his disciples. When he's teaching his disciples, he's making them understand the concept that you have to invite, invite, sorry, you have to invite his presence to invade. Are you with me? You have to invite his presence to to, to invade wherever you are at. As human beings, when God created Adam and Eve, he gave them the choice of choosing what you want. And the result of their choice uh, are what we see in our world right now. So when Jesus is now teaching his disciples, his core leaders, his, his apostles, who will take care of the gospel after Jesus. Jesus is teaching the kingdom principle. And he's asking them to do. You know what? When you pray, pray like this. Our father in heaven. We know your kingdom is right there. We want to make sure God. That we are right now inviting you. Your kingdom come. Invade in me. Invite. I make this invitation for your kingdom. To have that invasion in my family, in my personal life, I begin with my personal life, in my family then, in my church, in my community, Father, we invite heaven to invade in my life. I invite heaven to invade in my life, oh Lord. I pray, God, that I will be part of your kingdom. I pray, God, that I will be an instrument of your colonization. Help me, Lord, that I will become part of your colony. Are you with me, church? Jesus is teaching his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let your kingdom come. It's a surrender. You're emptying yourself. You're going to the lowest position of your life. And you're asking a God, in my situation, I am asking you, come down. Let your kingdom come. Let your presence be revealed. I'm asking for your kingdom to invade in my life. Are you with me, church? Are you focusing on this? It says, after that, it says that. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in in heaven. So it's a total surrender by any individual here. Let your will be done. Now that's very important. I don't want anybody commanding over me. That's the human idea. I don't want to be dictated by terms by any individual. I don't like it. That's my personality. I don't like it. As a human, we don't like to be dictated by anybody. In a family structure, we have fathers, we have children, and, and most of the time, you know, 
Uh, we have our parents dictating terms. We have our parents bringing down rules into our family. Husband and wife, you have your own understanding how your family functions. You don't, sometimes we don't want to. That's the human way of life. We don't want to submit ourselves under anybody else. Are you with me? We always want to rise up above. We always try to do that. We don't want to. We, that's not naturally how we are made. We don't want to. But Bible, Jesus helps his disciples to understand when you pray, pray like this. Father in heaven, your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is no change of God's will in heaven. Nobody questions God. Right? Nobody questions God. But on earth, the situation is very different. Because we as human beings, we have a choice that we make at most times, which is always contrary to the will of God Almighty. Are you with me? Most of our problems that we face is simply because the contradictory decisions that we make according to the will of God. If we only understand, God, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, everything will be so smooth. I have to go back to the first point that I shared. In order for that to happen, all of us must understand that we are part of one kingdom. There are no different kingdoms. We are part of one kingdom. Everybody. Everybody. As we understand that, our language becomes one. Oh, come on. Our culture becomes one. It's not a culture of one particular land or area or geographic location. When we become part of one kingdom... Our culture becomes, our language becomes. Everything that you do, it now becomes an extension of his kingdom in the visible realm. Are you with me? In the visible realm, you become an extension of God Almighty and his kingdom. Let your will be done on earth as it is in, in heaven. Let's look into another, another scripture that I wanted to mention. Is, and after that, I'm going to quickly the, uh, um, wrap the service. Um, Acts chapter 17, verse 6 to 7, is another kingdom area that I wanted to bring your attention towards. Acts chapter 17, verse 6 through 7. It says, And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason, not you, I just wanted to get his attention. That's it. You know, your, your, word, your name is mentioned in the Bible. Both of you. You're so precious, people. They dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, these men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. And Jason has received them. They are all acting against the, the decrees of Caesar. Saying that there is another king, Jesus. You have to understand when you look into that entire scripture. Um, we come across, when we read the, the chapter 17. We come across the portion when Paul and, and Silas, they, they are on this journey. And as they are on this journey, they, they, they are establishing churches. They are strengthening churches and believers all over the place. And as they are on this journey, there is a lot of 
persecution against him. There's a lot of persecution against the people who are advancing the kingdom. Are you with me? Whenever you try to advance the kingdom, there's always going to be persecution. There's always going to be enemies when kingdoms collide. Are you with me? Our, our battle has always been against the kingdom of devil. Nobody else. Are you with me church? Our battle constantly has been always and always against the devil. Now you have to identify whose camp you belong to. We are on a battle. But sometimes we fight without knowing whose side we are on. Don't advance his kingdom. Advance the kingdom of God. Are you with me? If you don't understand the value of your presence in God's kingdom, you will identify yourself in the enemy's kingdom. Sotram. Sotram. It's valuable truths that we have to understand when we are advancing the kingdom. Whose kingdom are you part of? When you know that you are part of God's kingdom. Let's look into what the, the story helps us to understand here. When they could not find them. Them is Paul and Silas. They dragged Jason. So Jason is the guy who was hiding. Who helped to, to hide Paul and Silas. Jason was the guy. The good guy. Who was helping in order to advance the kingdom of God in their circumstances, in their area, in Thessalonica. And they were helping the kingdom to propagate. And they were hiding the apostles of God, the disciples of God. They, he was hiding them. He protected them. And after that, you know, we see because they could not find the apostles, they dragged Jason into the authorities and started questioning him. One of the things that we have to look and when we read chapter 11 is, it, it says, there's a word, uh, if you can read it, I've not marked it in my, in my notes over here. But when you read, you can understand that they did all of this because of one thing, jealousy. When you read chapter 11, you will understand they, they did all of this because of, because of, uh, turn to your neighbor and say jealousy. You know what? That's, a, that's something that everybody has to work on. Everybody has to work on. No matter what culture it is. No matter what people group it is. No matter where we come from. When we read chapter 11, we understand the kingdom of God could not advance the way it should have been. Or people brought in hindrances only because, only because they grew in jealousy with Paul and Silas and their ministries over this territory. Are you with me? That's the most biggest weapon that the devil has been using, is using, and he will continue to use. I don't want to become a weapon in the hands of devil bringing jealousy. That's my personal statement. I don't want to be a weapon in the hands of the devil bringing personal jealousy. Are you with me? You can make the choice for yourself. When we are part of advancing the kingdom of God, jealousy can threaten the growth of the kingdom. You can write it down. Jealousy can hinder the growth of God's kingdom. You know what most of the problems that we see on social media and everywhere. It's only because of jealousy. It's only because of jealousy. I mean I've been, I've been watching some of the social media. Um, some of you are, if you are watching us online. You know, 
there's so many good things and bad things and so many, so many things on social media, which I don't want to endorse. Social media is not a platform to put anybody down. You represent somebody on social media too. Social media should be used. I mean, I personally want to keep it in a way that I'm not hindering anybody else's growth. May God help us to use our social networks to gather and bring fruitfulness in his kingdom. Expansion of God's kingdom through social media. You know what? Um, most of our live telecast is being watched by a lot of people who are outside India. Sorry, outside um, U.S. I, I've received calls and text messages from people from New Zealand, Australia, U.K., Dubai. So there's a wide network of people watching us every week. And I'm glad they are there. I'm glad for our online family that is present there. So you understand your network. Do you understand your reach on social media? Make sure whatever you share, you propagate, you write on any social network, be it with the expansion of God's kingdom. And do not use that to pull anybody down because of jealousy. Let that not be a weapon. If we do that, we become weapons in the hands of devil. Let's be the weapons in God's hand to advance his kingdom. That's our goal. Are you with me, church? We are colonizing our planet. If that has to happen, first we should allow ourselves to be submitted to God. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In my life, Lord, I submit, I surrender. I want to take your attention towards that scripture when it says, you know, and Jason has received them, verse 7 says, and they all uh, are acting, they, they are all acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying that same, there is another king, Jesus. So the problem was, they announced into the entire world that there is another king. They announced into the entire world that there is another king. There's another person in charge. There's another person who can take over. Now the word Caesar means Lord. Now when people, the, the, the disciples, the apostles were, were proclaiming the truth about Jesus Christ, they were mentioning into the, the, the normal Romans and, and, and everybody in that territory that there's another Lord that we represent. It's not the Lord Caesar, but there's another Caesar that we are representing. There's another king that we are addressing. Oh, come on, somebody. I am, as I travel, as I minister, as I proclaim, I am becoming the ambassador of his kingdom. I am representing his kingdom. Are you, are you with me, church? Are you with me? The word starts, it says, is that, you know, when they could not find, they, they brought him. And they, this is what they said. These men have turned the world upside down. Who are these men? Paul and Silas. They have turned the world upside down with their teachings, with their gospel. What, what, what I understand is now they are impacting their world. They are impacting their culture. They are impacting their physical kingdom with the kingdom of heaven. And that's why the present kingdom status has changed upside down. Are you with me, church? When the disciples took the word of God and made sure that they will travel to every extent to propagate the good news of God Almighty. They were upsetting a lot of people. They were upsetting a lot of people. You cannot please everybody. 
it's very hard. You cannot please everybody unless everybody is part of the kingdom. Then you understand the same language. You understand the, the culture. And the problem with us is we bring a lot of cultures on the table. Kingdom culture. Kingdom identification. Kingdom language. When that happens, there's a smooth relationship between organization. There's a smooth relationship between everybody else. The problem is we bring so much of our previous baggages on the table and we want to do everything the way we want to do. Well, we have done it. It can't happen if it is the kingdom way. When the disciples went on to preach the gospel, they upset at everybody because it was about the kingdom. The Bible says, these people have turned the world upside down. Why? Because they were identifying themselves with another kingdom. You know what? An, an ambassador is a person living in another country, but he's representing his own country. If somebody raises their question against the ambassador, no, for example, now if Pradeep, we all elect Pradeep to be the ambassador of the United States. We can't do that, but if we do it and we send him to, what country do you want to go, Pradeep? Australia? Okay, we send Pradeep to Australia. He likes Australia for some reason. I don't know why. But we send him to Australia. He's the ambassador of U.S. in Australia. You know what will happen? If somebody burns his embassy down, oh, come on. If somebody raises a question against him or if somebody slaps him in Australia, you know what happens? That's a threat to the United States. Because now you are raging a war against the country because he represents, the, he is the living country in another nation. Are you with me, church? He is the living United States in another. What are you today? When the disciples advance the gospel, they had threatenings. They had persecution. But what happened? What happened? They were representing God. You know what? The scripture I can give Pradeep, this is going to be a scripture over your life because you are representing God wherever you go. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 8 is a scripture for all of us as the ambassadors, a living testimony of his kingdom. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 8 says, For this is what the Lord Almighty says. After the glorious one has sent me against the nations that has plundered you. For whoever touches you, touches the apple of my. That's the kingdom principle. You fight against my child, you face me. You have to go through me to get into my child. Oh, come on, somebody. Because you are representing somebody else. Enne thornuven, enne... Pradeep, don't worry. If somebody raises a question in Australia, because you're representing his kingdom there, do we have some missionaries here? Do we have some evangelists here? Oh, if not, I'm praying that this year evangelists will rise up. I am praying this year some missionaries will rise up. I'm praying this year some, some, some people, evangelists, I'm not talking about evangelists who want to stay behind the pulpit. I don't want to. Evangelists should be those people who walk outside the church to gospelize, to evangelize, to mention and to proclaim and to uproot the kingdom of the devil. Worship team can be on stage right now. To uproot the, the, the kingdom of devil and to plant a heavenly domain on earth. Lord, let your will take place on earth as it is. Bible says in Zechariah 2.8, 2, 
those who touch you, touches the apple of my eye. And that's the proclamation of God. Why? Because when you have been threatened, you are in a position where they are threatening God. Bible says, who can stand against me? I am God Almighty. Who can stand against me? I am all powerful. Are you understanding the value of your calling? Are you understanding the authority that you take when you're advancing the kingdom? Are you with me, church? Help me. Help me with this. If God is willing and God is allowing, next Sunday evening, from our church, we will be gathering in, in Carrollton in Brother G. Moore's office. The office was dedicated a couple of weeks ago. We'll be gathering there for a time of praise and worship um, just to make sure that this year God is wanting us to move into new locations. If that's the will of God. Are you with me, church? From 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. in Carrollton at Brother Gmon's NCLEX office. Solomon's NCLEX office. We'll be starting our new location, new, new service there. I am praying. I am praying our kingdom expense. God will use each one of us to be part of the expansion that God is initiating on this planet. Are you with me, church? Do not be afraid. This year, fear has to go down the drain. Fear has no hold, no grip on your life. If you are asked to proclaim, proclaim with truth. If you are asked to speak, speak with truth. Find areas where we can go together and minister. Come on, somebody. Find families where we can together go and fast and pray. If that is the way God is leading us, we will go into those areas. Are you with me? Last week, you know, a person, family called me and they said, Pastor, we have a family who was in a great distance. I told them, let's go together. Let's fast and go. We will pray. God will establish us into new territories. Are you with me? We are here and asking God, God, invade my situation. Oh, come on. Invade Richardson City. Invade Carrollton, oh Lord. Invade Garland, oh Lord. Invade, oh Lord. Invade, invade my city. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's all stand up in God's house. As we're going to sing this wonderful song and worship Jesus for a moment. And at this time, if there have been seasons in your life and you have been grappled with any kind of fear, you can ask God, God, let the fear go away. Let the fear go away. Help me to move forward. Help me to move forward.
as we are singing this song, I would ask you to submit yourself right now and say, God, help me, O Lord, this year. Every fear will be taken away. Help me to move in the direction of your kingdom. Lead me to places where your kingdom has to be expanded. Lead me places, God, where your kingdom has to be expanded. Keep it going. 
is breaking in the name of Jesus. The chain of fear, oh, the, the, the shackles of fear is breaking in the name of Jesus. Some of our school going, high school kids and youth, wherever you are, represent Jesus. You're part of His kingdom wherever God has positioned you. The working force of our church here, you are God's extension or part of His kingdom and His kingdom's extension wherever God has placed you. Let fear be taken down in the name of Jesus. Do not be ashamed of the gospel. That's what Paul says. I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of Christ living in me. And this power gives me the assurance to walk into territories and to occupy all streets in the name of Jesus. Every fear, be broken. Be broken. Be broken. Can I ask you families to hold your hands together? Churches, hold hands with your neighbor right now. We're going to pray against the, the spirit of fear. And I want every youngster here, everybody here, lift up your voices and pray. Pray against the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. It has to break in your life. It has no power because the spirit of freedom is here. The spirit of God is giving you that. The, the spirit of access is here and he is taking you to new places. You are an extension of God's kingdom. Oh, Jesus. Breathing, can I ask you to pray? Pray against the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. Jesus, Lord, we come before you today, God. Lord, we give you all the praise in this place, Lord Jesus. You are worthy, God. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy, God. Just continue to lift him up in praise, God. Lord, today, Jesus, we come against every power of fear, Jesus. Any lie of the enemy, Father, taking away, Father, from our joy, God, from our boldness, Jesus. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, we cast down every stronghold in the name of Jesus. No stronghold shall be every stronghold should be broken right now in the name of Jesus God Lord we claim victory in this place Lord Jesus Lord we claim victory God we claim victory Jesus over every single stronghold over fear God over depression Lord Jesus over addiction right now Jesus God we break down every stronghold right now in the name of Jesus right now in the name of Jesus devil you have no place you have no stronghold right now in the name of Jesus God we proclaim Father who you are Jesus you are our victory you are our light Lord Jesus we claim your your name in this place Lord Jesus Lord would you be magnified God we worship you in this place Jesus there's another demon that we are going to pray against right now it's, just, it's the spirit of jealousy within and outside it's the spirit of jealousy are you ready to pray for it Church, never be part of that, that instrument. Let's unite together to pray against the spirit of jealousy that has been working to destroy us as individual, us as family, us as a church, us as the kingdom of God. We are going to pray against the spirit of jealousy. If church unites with me right now, let's pray in one spirit and one accord. And we're going to cast out that demon in the name of Jesus. Father, we come in the presence of God. And Father, we pray by your presence. We pray in the name of Jesus. Every demon of jealousy be removed, be broken. 
every shackles of jealousy be broken in the name of Jesus within the church and outside the church father I pray there will be no infiltration of the devil who bring jealousy into our camp I break it in the name of Jesus We proclaim your blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody shout an amen.